Welcome back to Trade Up with TJ, talking all things health, wealth, business and lifestyle for tradies. Today, I've got special guest on, Matt Lord from Coastal Pools and Spas. Welcome, brother. How are you? Thank you. Yeah, good to be here. And um, yeah, excited to chat. I don't think I've ever really had an opportunity to talk about um, how it all came about. So yeah, it's good. Good to be here. Nah, lucky to have you on. So give us a rundown when you first decided probably of when you want to get into the industry following the old man's footsteps yep um and go about that yep so um my old man's been in business since 1976 so a long time at it um and believe it or not he's still going but um i sort of had the opportunity to get involved with the business straight out of school so i um completed my vce year 12 um and pretty much jumped straight into it and like quite literally i think my last exam was the 25th of november and the 26th of November, I went to work. So um, everyone sort of warned me against it and was like, don't do it, have some time off. But I just wanted to get stuck in. So yeah, basically straight into the business, just almost like a laborer. Um, and like most trades, you've got to learn what you're doing first. Um, and I, I think that still is like a pretty important stepping stone of like work out, okay, what are we doing? And for us, we build concrete pools. So it was about getting to know the trade and know how we go from say digging a hole to handing over this pool to you know the family we just built it for so um i basically did my time in the trenches i guess you could say and um and spent the first few years of my working career um just learning to love what we we do i guess um i always had that underlying interest of of business and and being able to provide a service and i think that's probably where you know, in my head, that's the direction that I, I'm always sort of focusing on. Um, with any sort of small business and especially family business, it's so service-based that if you're not focused on what you're providing to the client, it doesn't matter how good of a pool you can build or how good the cabinets are, it needs to come back to that baseline of like, what are we giving to this client? Um, more than just the concrete shell in the ground. Yep. Um, so that was... 2016 I would have started work so still a bit of a young pup um it's probably not that long ago but yeah it's been a few years now and basically over the past seven years six years it's just been that natural progression of getting into a position where I can lead a bit more and um yeah get involved in more of the back end of the business which I've always been interested in so yeah yeah. Yeah. When you say that as well, like obviously coming into the business and probably being, having a big ego and wanting to just yeah. fucking run the business from day one without the old man. Yeah. Um, how has that relationship come about as well? And how have you guided through that? It's, it's been, um, it's been a journey. Yeah. <laughs> um, in my earlier days of working, I mean, I've always sort of had the belief and the mindset that I can do anything. Um, which is very powerful, but it can also sort of go the wrong way that you're this young kid, you've got no practical knowledge, um, you've got this huge ego, and not necessarily a bad ego, but this huge um, amount of energy to just want to keep progressing. And yeah, I, I had to be uh, chopped at the knees a few <laughs> times and brought back down to earth. But um, but that's sort of always been a part of who I am. And I think uh, my old man probably knew more than anyone that that's what he was going to be in for. Um, so it's been, yeah, the, the relationship with, with my father has been different. Um, probably not generic. I wouldn't say it's generic <laughs> at all, but it's just been this transition and it's a hard thing where you've, you've spent the first say 18 years of your life, um, being guided and instructed and, and helped by your dad. And, you know, now only a few years down the track, it's sort of the shoes on the other foot and it's always hard. Like it's hard for me and I'm sure it's really hard for him um that that sort of leadership role does transition um but yeah we had a few few hard years where uh we might not have seen eye to eye and there might have been some i guess opposing opinions on how to do things but like as the saying goes there's many ways to skin a cat and i think as we move forward you know as society the the use of technology and the way we do things it has to evolve um and i think we're starting to see that now like especially in the construction industry where businesses are being left behind because they're not willing to go with uh, the times as such. So, um, yeah, but I mean, fast forward to now, we get along really well and 
I mean, I see him every day and as much as he does give me the shits a bit, um, you know, if he goes away, I sort of find myself towards the end of the day thinking, oh, I wouldn't mind just like catching up with him and having a chat about what's been going on. Cause I mean, no one knows the business like he does and I'll find myself in scenarios or circumstances where I'm thinking like, I don't know the next step here. And you know what? He doesn't know the next step either. But it's nice to get that reassurance of like, okay, well, I've had something similar in the past and this is how I dealt with it. Um, and then usually whatever he tells me, I'll go and do exactly the opposite. Uh, <laughs> just, that's what happens. <laughs> yeah. Only way to learn, isn't yeah, it? Like definitely. Just, just go, oh, I'll work it out. Yeah. Even though you've told me to do the one thing, yeah. do the opposite. Yeah. And I think that is like a, it is a real thing. And there'll be heaps of people out there that have been involved in family businesses or even long-term established businesses with younger younger people coming in. There is a bit of that, that like you have to go out and you have to make your own mistakes. Um, and, you know, that's where with family business, it gets a bit of a crossover that, of course, your family don't want to see you fail and they don't want to see you go through these hard times. So if they have any knowledge of, you know, what's going on and how it could help, they're really keen to say, no, 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 mate, like, don't do that. Trust me. And it's like, well, I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, um, Risk fee reward. Yeah. yeah. And as you said, you learn so much from that. And I think you do have to go through those lessons. Like no one can, no one has the answer to every little scenario. So there's a lot of, a lot of the time you just got to go out and quite literally just do it. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that's what's happened. No, that's cool, man. And then obviously I've seen a little bit, you're obviously like a bit of social media every now and then and you're always going yeah. to do your talks and that kind of thing as well yeah. about the pool. So you are passionate obviously about it as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I really love the industry. Like, um, I've always said that even if I wasn't doing pools exactly, I think, I still think I would end up in some sort of service based business. Yeah. Um, and whether that's in the construction industry or not, um, I probably can't comment exactly, but I really enjoy what we get to do. Um, it's a very re rewarding uh, industry because we're often the first people, say you're building a new home, we're the first people in. So we put the concrete pool shell in, shake hands, see you in a year or two years, however long it takes to complete the house build. Um, and then we come back and we're usually the last ones there too. So you get to go on the journey with every single client of like, they've probably saved up for years and years. They're building their dream family home you get to have this personal connection with them. We build this pool and then it's not just like hand over, okay, see you later. It's for, you know, months, years down the track, I'll be getting photos from clients of their kids swimming and it's just, it's an awesome process. Like it's really, really cool. So I think um, that sort of plays a part that if it wasn't rewarding like that, then obviously it's harder to fall in love with the business. Yep. Um but I love being able to do that. And it's, yeah, it is really rewarding. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And then, so you'd say then obviously with the pools and that, and obviously upkeeps on pools and that kind of stuff, your after sales service has got to be pretty good yeah, as well. Yeah. And, and this is something that, you know, I'm still, I guess, in a way struggling with now because um, in the past construction's been a bit like build a house. Thanks very much. Take, give me my money and off I go. Yep. Um, it hasn't, the focus hasn't been on the emotional purchase as such. It's always just been an exchange of money or time for a product. Um, as things get more competitive, you can see that it's not about that bottom dollar anymore. And there's a lot of people out there that want to have a great experience. So I'm, you know, hand on my heart, there's still a lot of things I would do differently moving forward. But it's just that process of, okay, what did we do last time? And what can we do this next time to be a little bit better? So I definitely think that, being able to look after people and service their needs long-term, I mean, you're much better off having, if we build 20 pools a year, that's another 20 people every season that we can add to our list of people to look after. And it's all about like that network extends and then they have a great experience and they want to tell their friend, hey, you got to see Matt, you know, the pool's great, but the service is, you know, second to none. And that's where we want to end up. And as I said, I still don't think we're there, but we're definitely moving towards that. Yeah. Yeah, and that's good to notice that as well, obviously. There's always things you can work on as well. Yeah, like, and definitely. Even to have that self-awareness of yourself and yeah. that through the business is pretty cool as well. Um, obviously, tuning back into that as well, like saying with your relationship with your dad, like is there things you've bring to the table that he's probably shut down straight away that you want to sort of push the business's direction and he's said no and then yeah. you've sort of had to persist as well? So... For me, I, like I've always had this vision that 
uh, a business doesn't have to be this black and white suit and tie sort of experience. Like the brand for me, I mean, prime example is that like my, <laughs> yeah. my brands on the bike and all that sort of stuff. But the brand is so much more than just a logo or a, you know, a saying the brand is how people feel when you're dealing with them, how the experience actually, yeah. When they go home at night, do they think, yeah, I really like that guy and I like what he's about. Um, and that's where, yeah, we've had some very differing opinions because for my old man running a swimming pool business, he, he definitely did a great job and he was really great with people, but it didn't extend beyond that. Like there was no branding. There was no sort of awareness of what we looked like from the outside looking in. And that's of course, costs a lot of time, costs a lot of money to develop a brand. Um, so that's been a difficult change for him and difficult for me. Um, but I'm very persistent and uh, I'm good at wearing him down. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's good to yeah notice that as well. That's real cool. Um, also like tuning sort of same topic in a way, but like the relationships with like coming back to probably your personal life as well, you've probably had to having that let down or feeling like you're going to let the old man down and then obviously Maxie going, I'm still here as well. Yeah, like you've got to yeah. tune back into her a little bit and not just yep. get stuck in business, business, business all the time. How have you managed, obviously, all trades people, like obviously we feel like we're the provider sometimes and have to work the hardest in the household when sometimes the missus is the breadwinner. Yep. Um, how have you sort of managed that with both of you running a business as well? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's been really difficult um, at times. You know, there's always ebbs and flows, but uh, I've got to give her a bit of credit. She's pretty solid, Maxie. So, um, <laughs> it's... It's all about sort of keeping the plate spinning, I guess. And yeah, you can split that up. You've got your business side of things. You've got your relationships with friends, partners, whatever it may be. You've got family. You've got health and fitness. Um, and I think like what you're doing here with the podcast is really cool because as you said to me earlier, no one really talks about it. And um, as a tradie, there's a lot of emphasis on get up early, go to work, make sure you you know put everything on the table at work. But it's not just the times that you're there on site swinging the hammer as such. Like you've got to come home, you've got to maintain your relationships there. And that's difficult. And by no means have I got it sorted because, you know, every week there's a different set of challenges or um, you might get to the end of the week and you've been spinning one plate really well, but it's like, oh shit, there's all this other stuff I've got to look after too. So um, I think like trying to be aware of it is obviously very hard, um, but it's good to have like a good network around you that are able to, I guess, give you a nudge at times. Like I've got some really good friends, like close friends that are able to say, Hey man, look, it's great that you're working so hard on X here, but what about Y and Z over here? Maybe just, you know, put a bit of time into that. Um, and of course it does go the other way. And like, particularly for example, over the, say the summer holidays, it's very easy to spin the uh, social life, the relationship, the family and friends. And it's like, okay, well we need to come back because we're still running a business. Um, and I think that small business as a whole is not like a nine to five or even like a seven to nine, like it's like 24 hours a day. Um, you know, you'll be out for dinner with family and friends in the back of your head. You're like thinking, yeah, have I got the next week wrapped up for ordering of materials and this and this and this? Um, and I like, I wouldn't change it, but it's just one of those things that I often sit and think like, damn, I feel like my head's quite full with all the stuff I've got going on. Which sometimes you think, I wish it could be a little bit less, but you don't because otherwise you wouldn't be where you were if it wasn't for that sort of um, mindset around spinning all the plates. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's definitely difficult, um, but it's just like progress, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I'm noticing it as well. Um, obviously, mentioning their health and fitness, obviously, you probably went through a bit of a journey with overcoming your injury as well and sort of yep. not being able to, probably mentally, it probably knocked you about, I would say, in a way, a little bit not doing what you love yeah um, especially when it's been a big part of who you are growing up so yep. chime us into a little bit about your injury health and fitness yep. probably um competing early days yeah um and that kind of stuff and how you got into the health and fitness side of things yeah so um i guess i've always like been interested in lifting lifting weights i guess just call it lifting weights yep. um and i've always been interested in the sport of bodybuilding um but to be honest like early on i was i was very committed but I went through sort of different stages of my life where I had different things going on. And, and to be honest, I couldn't commit to it. Yep. I, I tried, I tried, I tried just for whatever reason up here, 
didn't want to do what he wanted to do. So it was tricky, but um, yeah, I sort of grew up lifting weights and I guess I sort of used that as a bit of an outlet to things that were going on in life at the time. Uh, but like anyone, like you, you do it for long enough and you tend to fall in love with it. Um, so then, yeah, it was uh, May last year, uh, had a motorbike accident and <laughs> made quite a mess of my leg um, and ended up like having four lots of surgery and spending a month in hospital and uh, doing all that sort of fun stuff. So um, at that time, like I was faced with like pretty difficult set of circumstances, I guess. Like I had um, one of my main guys at the time at work had just literally the day it happened transitioned into his first day back from breaking his ankle. Um, so we're a little bit undermanned at work and we've got in the background, I mean, talking to spinning the plates, we've got the, the plate of my old man wanting to retire. That's spinning around in the background too. Um, and yeah, I was sort of told that, okay, you're not going to be able to walk and you're going to struggle to do this, this and this. Um, and that was it. So they sort of came in, gave me the news, pardon me, um, and sort of left me there to deal with it. And at the time, all the hospitals were still with COVID restrictions. So I could have one visitor um, every day for like an hour, I think. So yeah, they always say like you learn a lot about yourself when you're in those situations. And so I spent like four weeks lying on a hospital bed with my foot up in the air and um, had a lot of time to think about everything. And I guess you come through that and there's a certain mindset, I think, of people that are able to, I guess, call it be successful, like in any means, but there's this underlying thing of like, okay, what's next? Let's keep going. And yeah, I had these circumstances that they sort of presented me with that you're not going to be able to walk and you'll be able to do this. And rather than go down the path of like, okay, my life sucks, like this is so bad and I'm never going to be able to do this and never going to be able to do that. Um, I was just like, all right, well, what can I do? Like, that's probably the next step. Like everyone can sit around and dwell and be like, oh, fuck, my life sucks. But I was just like, okay, well, in a way, I guess I brought this on myself. <laughs> and uh, Maxie does like to remind me of that every now and again. But she's right. Like I chose to make that decision to go out and, and race my motorbike and, and now I'm paying the price. Um, so yeah, so the, the mindset with the injury was like focus on the inputs and focus on what I can do. Um, so, you know, just really diligent with rehab procedure and seeing my physio and, um, and that's the other thing. I mean, touching on that very briefly with tradies, there's like this stigma of like, nah, you'd be right, mate. Come on, off you go. Bit of mask and tape yeah, if you've yeah, cut yeah. yourself, get yeah. an infection. That's yeah, cool. ha have a bit of a Panadol, you'd be right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, and there is this like stigma of like, oh, you don't need help. You just need to fucking harden up and get out there. Like, it's not that bad. And the classic like, oh, well, you know, you think that's bad. I've had this happened to me. It's like, all right, mate. Well, that's great. Like, well done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's nothing wrong with, with doing what you need to do get, to get help. And so just worked away in the background and chipped away at my rehab. And um, I mean, now I can, a bit of a clunk there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm back to like a pretty pretty decent normal like I've been able to run I've never run in my life to be honest with you um but you know on the one year anniversary of doing it I was like no nah, I'm gonna go for a run and yeah it's pretty liberating to to sort of realize that I was given this scenario I could have just said okay this is fucked I'm gonna not be able to walk I'm gonna be on crutches whatever and just sat with that and I could have accepted that I chose not to and I'm really glad I did because um not only do you learn a lot about yourself when you're sitting there like completely helpless, but it's like, okay, well now moving forward, what choices do I want to make about my life? That's going to give me what I want in the end. And for everyone that's different. Like some people uh, focus like, Oh, I want this car. I want this house. But it's like, for me, I want to live a life that I really love. Like I want to go to work. I want to get um, the reward of, of doing a really good job. And whether that's financial or, you know, just uh, the emotional side of things, that's what I want to do. And I want to go to work and enjoy what I do, provide for other people, whether that's the guys that work for us or whatever. Um, that's what I want to do. So during that recovery time, you just like hone in on it, I guess. And yeah, you look back and it's like, oh shit, it's been like 14, 15 months since it happened. But in my head, it's like, oh yeah, that was just like a few choices that I made not that long ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the outcome can be very different. So as a tradie, I think, 
the prerequisite there was like, oh, don't worry about it, mate. Fuck off. Like, you'll yeah. be right. But I'm really glad that I like, yeah, dug in a bit and was like, all right, let's let's get to it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, been a bit of a journey. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And like with saying that as well, and obviously, as you said, the trade people, we always... One thing that shits me sometimes when everyone complains they've got a sore back but they won't go see a fucking yeah. physio or go to the gym to try to strengthen their glutes yeah. or something because all of us males got fucking shit glutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like stuff like that. So for you, obviously having to transition to be able to be like, all right, and is that – do you would you believe that's probably your mindset as obviously successful people in a way of like how can I overcome this straight away and like you thinking what can I do next to get me to the next step to be successful? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, there's a lot of relative points with say overcoming an injury as there is like business. Yeah. Like every single day something will pop up and it's like, okay, now this is an issue. Do you want to take this path or you want to take this path? And I like think that maybe if I wasn't in the position I am with work, maybe I wouldn't have had the mental um, ability to actually choose to take the path I did with the injury. So I think that Every time you make those decisions, you're actually refining your craft of like, no, no, this is the baseline. You've got to come back to this. And like, for me, a lot of the things I do um, as a routine has sort of, it sets you up, I guess. Like, I love training in the gym. So every morning without fail, um, apart from Thursdays, have a rest. But every morning I get up and I go to the gym. And there's a big thing to me about getting up for yourself. Tradies as a whole is like, it's the classic, like the alarm goes off. Oh, fuck. I've got to go to work, grab a V and a sausage <laughs> roll. Health. Yeah. And it's like, oh, go to work and they'll slog it out. And uh, they got no, no problem buying a new Martinez hammer for $300. But then you say your back sore, go to the physio and spend $80. Like, oh, no, no, no. Don't need that. Um, so, yeah, I think like the trade industry as a whole, there's a lot that could be done. Uh, that would have a huge effect on on people's day-to-day lives just by actually accepting, okay, no, we need to do something here. Um, and as you said, like people complain about a sore back for years. They never do anything about it. Uh, they probably drink. They probably smoke. They probably commit a lot of money to that side of things. But when it comes to looking after themselves for a moment, it's like, no, nah, no, nah, don't need that. Yeah. Um, but I think that is getting better. Yeah. It's more um, talked about in the mental health as well. Is now more talked yeah, about and I guess well. like there's so many different platforms like, this, for example, where people can just tune in and be like, oh, you know what? That person, like, it makes it relative. If you're talking about it, if I'm talking about it, someone might listen to this or any other podcast and be like, yeah, that actually resonates with me. And it might be enough to kick them up the ass to go, all right, I'm going to book the physio and I'm going to get this sorted. Like, um, And the prolonged effect of that, you sort something out. Like, we're all still pretty young. It's like, if you sort that out now, when you're 50, that could have a huge you know, a huge outcome that could be completely different than just kicking it under the rug. Oh, should be right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as I said, I think that is getting better, but definitely room to improve there for sure. Yeah. Another thing as well, obviously with nutrition and that side of things, as a tradie, obviously sometimes we do get caught up. Oh, I'll just do this one more thing. I'll do this one more thing. I won't eat a meal. Oh, yeah. fuck, let's get that meal. You get to the end of the day, you got all your food to eat. Yeah. How have you, just for the people listening as well, like how do you go structuring your food? What meals timing like how are you sort of going when you're on site and that kind of stuff yeah. as well so i mean um i've been very lucky to have a really good friend of mine jaya he's been looking after my training and my nutrition and stuff like that so the number one thing is you need to plan uh if you think that grabbing a packet of chips and a protein shake is preparation it's not going to work one way or another you're going to get somewhere down the line and it's not going to work for you uh and i can say that because i've done that <laughs> Um, so I think the number one thing is prep and like Max, has been so good with me in that side of things because it gets to Saturday or Sunday and she's like, all right, what are you prepping for the week? And sometimes I'll be like, oh yeah, shit, I've got to do that. But in actual fact, like if we're trying to be these top performers in business and whatever we're doing, you're not going to like the old saying, you're not going to run a Ferrari on shit fuel. Like if you want to actually succeed or you want to go the next step, you've got to think about what you're putting in. Um, and I've, I must admit, have got a bit of a, a dark side when it comes to food. Like I love eating shit and I, I don't know why I haven't actually gotten too far into that, to be honest, but it's like a comfort thing. Yep. Um, but yeah, coming back to what you asked is 
the number one thing is preparation, like setting yourself up. And it doesn't have to be these exotic meals. Like, I mean, perfect example, like my first meal is some oats, some protein, some honey and some almond butter. It's delicious. It takes like two minutes to make it and it's done. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, there's, it's like stacking those little wins. It's like, there's the first meal done. So now I don't have to worry about that. And then it's like, okay, in the next meal, I'm going to have this. And it's like, tick that off. And before you know it, you've stacked up a whole week's worth of eating good, nutritious food. You're fueling yourself. And then it's funny because you start going, yeah, it's like three o'clock, but I don't feel like I'm about to die because I've actually had some food. Like, yeah. it's just that structure. And if you're a tradie, like number one thing, get a microwave or a sandwich press or whatever you need. Like the whole excuse of like, oh, there was no microwave on site. So I had to go to the shop and buy a schnitzel roll. It's like, well, yeah, great. That, that would be pretty good, but that's not going to help you out. Like it's so easy. You could probably go to Kmart or something for like 30 bucks, I'm guessing, and get a microwave. Like it's actually not hard at all. And it's just that like victim thing. If you actually just accept, okay, there's no one coming to save me here. There's no one coming to, to say to me, oh, don't eat that. Like you should eat your meal. It's like, no, no, I need to make that choice. And long-term, you're going to have huge benefits that come from it. It's just like that short-sightedness of like, oh no, I don't need to eat my prepped meal. I'm just going to go to the shop. It's way easier. Um, so yeah, I guess like coming back to why you're doing it, like if you want to live a healthy and um, I guess like prosperous life, you need to be giving yourself the correct fuel. Um, so if you just come back to that, every time you're thinking, oh, I might run to the shop today, like the boys are all getting dim sims and potato cakes and, and V's, it's like, no, no, I want to feel good. Um, and to be honest, like after, after the injury, that's the number one thing that I've come back to is like, I just want to feel good because I felt so bad for so long. All I want to do is feel good. Um, and for me, that comes from like eating pretty good food. And it's not to say you have to eat chicken and asparagus every meal. Like I still love my food and I have some really nice meals. Um, but it's just making that fit into what you're trying to achieve, I guess. Um, yeah, every, everything you do has like a direct effect so if you want to be a healthy um, fit person then the food you eat the stuff that you read the stuff you watch on tv it actually all plays a part um and i think people are more aware of that now than probably ever which is good yeah yeah it's become more normalized as well as popularized probably as well yeah yeah for sure honed in on nutrition and yeah not drinking and yeah that kind of thing as well because and everything's at your fingertips now like i mean it's so it is so easy yeah I sort of think of like, imagine trying to track your macros 10 years ago. It's like, oh, fuck, here's a packet. Write this down on a bit of paper. Yeah. Do the maths. Do the, do the um, That's equations. How I do it. That's yeah. how I do it now. Old Even school. To be honest, I'll get what home and I'll like write guy. it on a bit of paper. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, what do But that's today? the thing. Like, you're still doing that. You're still yeah. choosing to do it. Whereas now more than ever, people use excuses, but they've got the least amount of excuses, really. Yeah. yeah. Compared to you know, previous generations or times earlier, like it's pretty easy now to stay on track. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of free content out there around everything. In yeah. General. You can I look mean, up how to run a business these days. Yeah. And it'll tell AI. You, AI. 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 <laughs> run my business. Yeah. Um, it's funny you say about that, like about the so much free content. Like when I started in the gym, um, I remember like sitting at school, I'd be like 13, 14. And I would spend, like we had, um, was lucky enough to have laptops like for every class. And I would say like, 90% of my time at school was spent either reading bodybuilding.com and like reading like, yeah, you've got to have 18 egg whites for breakfast <laughs> and like all this shit. But like, I was very interested. So I would read bodybuilding.com or the Arnold encyclopedia. It's like the two, that were the two reference points. It's like, Oh fuck, we were doomed from the start with stuff <laughs> like that. Um, but it's like that interest. And now you can jump on is there's all these like, fitness influencers and stuff like that, putting out awesome content, um, motivating, informational, like it's very, very good. So you could jump on, you could know nothing about macros, training or anything. And probably in a weekend, you could have like a pretty solid understanding of what goes on. And I think that's pretty sick. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. To know like if you want to do it, it's there. Yeah. As you said, it's at your fingertips, literally. Yeah. 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 No, that's cool. And then even honing in as well, the jump topics a little bit, but like, how have you gone? I find it's something I'm still overcoming in a way as well, being younger, but gaining that respect and leadership from older people that have always worked 
for your dad as yep. such, like, and then now you're sort of telling them what to do now. You've come up through the ranks. Yeah. How have you gone honing in and, like, being a leader yep. now as well? So, um, just on that point, I guess, our business is similar to, like, what a house builder is. We have a lot of subcontract trades. We've got various stages that are different different inputs. So, we've got, like, steel fixers. We've got shotcrete sprayers. We've got tilers. Um so there's a lot of sort of sub-businesses within our um, operations, I guess. Yep. And of course, the hardest thing with contractors in the beginning is they're running their own business. So it's not like you've got a couple of guys in-house who say, hey, mate, I need you to do this, this on this day. It's like, hey, when can you book this in? Um, so on your point there about how did we go about, I guess, transitioning to more of a leader, coming up, man, I had a very hard time with trying to get my message across again. I, yeah, I guess that's what it is. Like you can imagine you've got Jeff who's 55, 60 years old, been doing it for 20 or 30 years. Uh, he's pretty happy with where he's at. He's not really interested in listening to some 18 year old that's fresh on the scene and, and wants to reinvent the wheel. Like as the saying goes. Um, and I found that hard. Like in the beginning, I knew, like I knew I worked really hard and, and I still know that I, I work really hard and I've got a great work ethic. Uh, but of course, there's always the issue of coming into a family business like, oh yeah, this this kid, he's just, oh, Dad's, he's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just been kissed on the dick, like everything handed to him. It's so easy. Like the amount of times I had people say, man, like that's, that, that you're so lucky. That's so, like, it must've been so easy. It's like, to be honest, I actually think it has been in ways harder. Um, if I was to work, in a different business, like for someone else, I can guarantee I would have climbed the ranks faster than what I did working for my old man. Yeah. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm, that's just fact of the matter. Everywhere I've sort of gone, I've had this ability to take things on and, and sort of manage it and delegate tasks. Like my first ever job was working at a gym. And at the time, the guys that ran the gym, they were like huge mentors for me. Very, very hard. Like, not just you're like, oh, that's all right, mate. Like they were some pretty serious dudes and I learned a lot from them. But I mean, there was people that had worked there for a long time and I'd worked there for say six to eight months and managed to find myself in that inner circle of respect with these guys that are 20, 30 years older than me, far more successful. But what I was able to do was go in and, and they would ask me to do something and I would do it so well. I'd do it 110%. And then you know, that comes about and then another opportunity pop up and then I give that 100%. And before you know it, you sort of bounce your way around. But with each little step, you gain more respect, you gain more trust. And I guess coming back to what you asked is that's how I was able to manage that is people started to have a, a bit more respect and maybe more uh, be a bit more appreciative because they saw that I was putting in the work. It wasn't like, oh yeah, this kid's just been handed this and now, all of a sudden, yesterday, he, I've never met him. Today, he's telling me what to do and do this and do that. It was coming from a point of like, hey, guys, this is how we've done it for, say, 20 years, but I can see this opportunity that might make things a hell of a lot easier or better. And that just takes time, I think. Um, how have you found that? Yeah, it's been pretty like hard. So we've had a few staff that's worked for us probably for over like... 20 between 20 and 25 years that have worked for us so with me transitioning in and being that little shit apprentice that's fucking being a smart ass getting picked on daddy's boy yeah i've felt like the same as you like i've had to work hard yeah and show up every day so yeah that's probably been like something i've had to overcome and then not not be like let my ego but like let me just lead as who i want to be yeah um and go about it a lot different to say my dad and probably your dad with when they've gone, oh, I'm paying their wage, they do what the fuck they're told. Yeah. yeah. Like, that, that's sort of out the window these yeah. days. You've got to sort of bounce around different. So yeah, it's been pretty hectic. Yeah. Yeah. There's so way. much more to it. Like yeah. there is so much more to it. And that whole thing of like, yeah, well I pay them. So they're going to do what I, it's like, no, that doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting. And I feel like, cause you guys have got uh, quite a, you, you've got 18 staff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's a lot of people to manage. And like the other thing that comes to that is like everyone has a little bit, like each person a little bit different. They react a little bit different to news and ways of doing things. So you're like, in a way, you've got 18 relationships that you're managing um, and you're trying to sort of blanket that as best as you can. But 
that's where a good leader is able to mold themselves to help what these people need. Yeah. And some people might need their hand held the whole time. And some people might just need the hard truth. This is what you need to do. Go and do it. Yeah. Um, and like being able to identify that what each person needs. I think that's a, like a really good leadership skill. Yeah. And obviously something that you're doing pretty well because um, what you've been able to do in the past few years is, is obviously evident that you're on the right track. No, thanks. Yeah, it's sort of hard. Like, you've got everyone's got a different personality. We yeah. all like it's yeah. so fucking hard. Some people, multiple personalities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some yeah. people want to cuddle one day and then they yeah. want to punch yeah. the next. You're like, what's going on, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. No, that's crazy to be able to like realize how you've had to mold into who you are as well. And it's probably then come to all aspects of your life as well. Yeah, you'd say. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and just on that point, like, uh, it doesn't always work. Yeah. Like, there's, you can, you can lead a horse to water, you can't make it drink. That's, that's saying, especially in our business model, is yeah. very, very applicable because I can do absolutely everything and anything for someone. And at the end of the day, if they, if they don't want to accept it or if they don't want to go with it, there's not too much you can do. And over the years, like I've had to cut ties, I guess, with a lot of business contacts that maybe with my old man had a long, longer-term relationship. But... At the end of the day, like if they're not able to accept that, okay, this is the way that Coastal Pools is going to be run, if they don't want to come with it, then that's fine. There's no love lost. But at the end of the day, we're trying to run a business too. So I think there's a part of that that we need to actually accept, okay, if this person's not working for me, then maybe I just need to let that go. Um, and that's been tricky. It's been really tricky. But yeah. It's that fine line of like this arrogant young kid that comes in and, and, you know, throws everyone in the bin and starts again. It's not like that. It's just like, okay, well, these people might have worked really well in this setting, but now we're going in this direction and it just doesn't align. And yeah, I think that uh, that's like that fine line, but you know, you're never going to have it perfect. Yeah. But it's just, I guess, trying to be aware of what's going on and the people around you and all that sort of stuff. So. Yeah. And, yeah. and learning from it as well, probably. There's probably yeah. some times where you've cut a tie and you're like, the old man's like, what the fuck you done? And yeah. you're like, no, it'll work, it'll work. And then you're like, oh, no, this is not working. <laughs> yeah. 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 But um, yeah, you, you've, got, you've got to make the mistakes. It's the only way that you'll sort of learn, I think. Yeah. No, that's yeah. cool. So also like tuning in onto that with relationships as your dad, and we've probably honed in a lot on it. With him, I and mean, obviously when you did hurt your leg... And that kind of stuff. And it probably, obviously, as you've said too, it transitioned your whole position in the business. Yeah. How did you go about that? And probably for yourself as well, going from someone who's on the tools to all of a sudden you can sit in an office chair and yeah. that's all you've got to do and working out. And for him to delegate probably you tasks and sort of work off each other. Yeah. How is that transition? Obviously, mentally, it's very hard for you probably to be like, I found as well going off the tools when I'm not physically doing the work, I'm thinking, what am I doing that's productive? Yeah. 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 It's, it's definitely tricky. Like, um, when you produce something with your hands, you get the instant gratification of like, okay, at the start of the day, for example, for you, at the start of the day, you walked into this empty room. By the end of the day, there's a kitchen there ready to go. It's like, okay, I've achieved that. Uh, on the back end side of things, you might get to the end of the day. I might not have got out of my chair for five hours. And it's like, okay, um, I've sent 40 emails. Great. Like it's, it's not rewarding in yeah. the slightest. Like there's nothing good about it. Uh, and that was a hard thing. Like my ego would get in the way of like, of course, all the guys that are on site love to get stuck into you. Oh yeah, Matty, he's been in the office. He's had the heater on. Oh, it's that good. It's like, yeah, yeah, it is good. But trust me, it's not what you think. Um, yeah. And there was a part of me that used to, not get cut up about it, but like I would take that really personally. Like I would feel like I had to say to him, no, 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 this is what I've done. And I've done this, 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 I've been so busy. It's like, shut up. Like you don't need to, they're just having a bit of fun. Like at the end of the day, I know that I was producing one way or another. It just looks different. So prior to my accident, I would be on site for three days a week maybe and I'd be doing some work. I'd be managing. I'd just be floating around um, and I would be trying to squeeze in a few days worth of office work. So for us, uh, we obviously have to have a pretty solid sales approach because it is like a, it's a personal thing. So it's not just like, oh yeah, we need a contractor for that. Who can we find? Oh yeah, he was a reasonable price. All right, tick the box. Like there's a lot more to it than that. Um, 
So for us, like the office side of things, it begins with like site meetings with clients, designing pools, um, using CAD to produce like a 3D concept. And then that whole sales and I guess a contract admin side of things, um, that's a big job. Um, we're still a relatively small business, but we work on say 25 to 30 pools a year and they're all custom. So the, the project values can range anywhere from like, I don't know, 80 to 100K up to three, 400,000. Um, so of course, what we're saying before, each job is different. So there's a slightly different set of skills needed for each one. With the, with the accident, I had then gone from, you know, a couple of days a week in the office, a couple of days on site to like, okay, all I can do is be in the office. Um, of course, being in the office, I can produce much more on the back end, but it's like, okay, but do we have the workforce to be able to produce the actual product? Uh, and that was tricky. And with my old man, he um, often will like remind me, oh yeah, that was great. Like, you know, we had uh, all these projects on the go. I was laid up in hospital. There wasn't much I could do. I could email and that was it. And I feel, obviously feel terrible about it. Like, if I could choose to not crash, I would have chosen that. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's just, it's the trials and tribulations, I guess. You have times where it's really, really good. You have times it's not so good. And being able to tr transition into an office-based role allowed me to develop the business and the, um, the procedures in place so much quicker than if I was doing it two days a week. So that's like the, the flip side of the coin is the back end of the business developed quite quickly because I had a lot of time to put into it. Um, and then now you look at it and it's like, okay, well, I could actually do more time on site because now I need to develop some more systems on site. Um, so it's just that it's like a seesaw, I guess. Um, but now like sort of recovered to a point where I can get around and, um, I'm spending more time on site working, uh, not as much time in the office, but again, could always have a bit more, but I feel like I'm at a good point where I've got a good grasp of what's going on on site. But I also am able to come back here and feel like I'm on top of things because there's nothing worse than um, feeling like a fireman running around putting out fires everywhere. Like it's, it's not good. And I think any business, if you're super reactive like that, it's not the way you want to be. Yep. Um, and that's something that I've sort of tried to work on is like, don't be reactive, be proactive. Yep. Don't wait for the client to email you to say, hey, what's going on? What's the next step? Be the person that emails and say, hey guys, this is what's going on. We're going to be on site this day, this day, this day. And by the end of the week, you'll be at this stage. And again, it's like back to that whole, do I feel um, like I've achieved anything during the day? Well, sometimes you might think, no, I've just sent a whole heap of emails. But at the end of it, you've actually added to that um, the experience for the client, which is then feeding into making the business better. Um, yeah. So as much as you can argue that it's a trade business. You should be able to get dirty and do the work. It's like, well, as time goes on, and especially because the industry is very competitive, you need to refine those backend uh, processes to be able to make sure you can provide the service rather than just the product. Yeah. Um, How, like, obviously I'm the same as you. Like, I want to, I'm big on the technology side of things, making things, putting systems in place to make things a lot easier because as you said people being informed they feel a lot more important as well yeah how have you gone with your old man like relationship as well like does he pat you on the back much or is it tough love sort of shit <laughs> um like old school it's funny so i for a long time like all i would work for is for him to like come up and say wow mate that's that's <laughs> really good like you've done a good job there and early days like I'd be, every day i'd be like yeah he's gonna come on surely today like i've done this 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 like surely yeah and it's like it's wishing, wishing for something that's never going to happen um and i guess like there's a lot of lessons to be learned from that um in itself like if you're doing things for the pat on the back from someone else probably doing it for the wrong reasons um and yeah as i said like i would get caught up on that and be like what's wrong with this guy like surely you can see what i'm doing i'm at work like 10 12 hours every day like um, but he has his own way of appreciating things. And, you know, you often get the secondhand, uh, comments from like someone else. Oh yeah. Your old man was telling me about this, this and this. I'm like, well, he's never fucking said that to me, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but yeah, I've got past that. And like, I feel pretty grateful that I've been able to grow and develop our business into something that's, um, not only financially rewarding, but, um, as a whole is more rewarding for him. Like, I feel like 
if you were to look at um, where our business was at, say, 10 years ago versus now, well, it's just gone leaps and bounds and it's it's a business that's pretty healthy. Um, and I think he can appreciate that. Like he can appreciate that, okay, well, if it wasn't for this, we wouldn't be able to do this. Um, so I feel like, yeah, we've gotten to the point now where as much as he doesn't physically come and pat me on the back and well done, mate, that's great. <laughs> like he has his own weird way of doing it. And, um, and I know if he starts getting stuck into me that I'm probably on the right track. Like if he starts <laughs> giving me a hard time, I'm like, yeah, I've got him now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 So you, with saying that as well, like to notice it yourself, like, have you had to be sort of know your purpose of where you want to go as well? And yeah, like, you're yeah, obviously definitely. very passionate about what you do. Yeah. But like to be able to be patting yourself on the back and not doing it for the wrong reasons and probably that dopamine and gratification off others. Yeah. How have you managed that like mentally to be proud of who you are? Well, like, I think um, there's a lot of crossover, especially talking about, say, you've got training in the gym or any type of fitness or sport, I guess. There's a lot that is sort of relatable on both sides there of doing the work and waiting for the reward. And whether that's, um, I mean, related to footy, which will probably relate to a lot of people, is like footy, you train hard all year to possibly have one successful day at the end of the year, at the end of the season. Like it doesn't matter. The focus is still, yes, let's go out and play great football and win the games. But the baseline is, okay, we want to, when you're, we want to win a premiership. Um, so for a lot of tradies, like, football, cricket, whatever, team sport. There's obviously a lot of people that will relate to both being a tradie and playing a team sport. But it always comes back to that, like, what are we trying to achieve? Um, so for me, as much as I'd love to um, at times have my old man come up and every second day, oh, well done, bud. That's a great job you've done there. And I think you're on the right track. Like, as much as you would love that, part of being a leader and I guess being a business owner is like, there isn't that person to give you that pat on the back. So you have to be really, really sure of yourself. Like you have to have 110% faith in what you're doing uh, because the moment that you start to crack on that, it's like, oh no, fuck, am I doing the right thing? Then you'll start making decisions based on like your emotion rather than like, here's the information in front of me, make the decision. It's like, oh, well now that person made me doubt myself and now I don't know. So maybe I'll just take this easier path instead. Um, pardon me. So you've got to be aware that like, why am, well, first of all, why am I doing this? Uh, why am I getting up at say four o'clock in the morning? Why am I at the office till 6 p.m. at night? It's because I want to live a happy, fulfilled life. And for me, that comes through servicing people's needs in my business. But then it flows on from that. It, it flows on to being able to look after my friends and family around me. And of course, with that, we need money. And I can... I've always said, I've got a vehicle to make money. I've never been one of those people. It's like, I don't have enough money. I can't get money. Like, I feel like my mindset's probably almost too much the other way with money, but it's like, I can get money. I know I can get money. It doesn't matter whether I'm building pools, working in a gym, uh, going and starting another business. I, I know I can do it. So for me, I've got this safety net of like, okay, well, what we're doing now is to create purpose. We're not doing it out of necessity. We're doing it because we have this abundance of, I've got this energy, I've got this mindset. And it obviously works because for me as a young person in, in my industry, traditionally most business owners in our industry are 50, 60, 70 years old. For me to come in early twenties and start to shake things up and obviously do the right things because, you know, people talk. So if people weren't talking, then I'd be thinking, okay, well maybe I'm not making enough of a difference, but I know I'm on the right track. And I know that there's people out there that are probably way older than me that look at me and think, fuck, he's, he's, doing a good thing so i'm very sure on what i'm doing and back to what you asked about like uh you know if i'm sure of what i'm doing then the people around me can see that and they think i want to get on board with this guy and i think that's how you can make like pretty good changes if you know where you want to go then the right people will notice that and they'll want to jump on board with you and sort of go on the journey i guess yep. um what do, what do you think about that yeah probably the same as well and you fade away from the ones that you don't want to connect with and they just stop reaching out or I felt like as well probably similar to you like your friendships you thought you had are not friendships once you go on the journey and you go into a grind mode for six months and you yep. work 13 hour days and yep. you see no one and no one talks to you because yep. they don't respect you yeah and then they see you have the nice things and they fucking hang it on you like yeah had that happen a few times yeah 
which I find very interesting, but um, they don't realize the work that goes in on the back end as well as me really knowing who I want to be. Yeah. Like, and they just don't, some people just don't understand it. And probably the same for you as well. You've probably had the friendships that have been very valuable, but then once you don't talk to someone for six months because you're trying to work and you've got to hone in on business and spin that plate for six months, they think oh, fuck, he doesn't care about me anymore. Yeah. When you do. Yeah. Like, it's um, it's very true. And like a very good example for me was like during COVID, we were uh, able to work. We had a two-week shutdown, I think. Yep. Um, so overall, very lucky. Of course, during that time, like I was able to progress so quickly because my only focus was work, nothing else to do. So I was like, all right, well, let's get into it. Um, so I made some big changes throughout that time and I was able to progress, but... The thing is, like, people are happy to say, oh, yeah, well, that was, you know, pretty lucky or that was, you're so lucky to be able to do that. No, no, that didn't happen because of COVID. That happened because I saw the opportunity, like, all right, let's get stuck in. Um, so, yeah, people will always, from the outside looking in, think, oh, well, that that's why he did it. Yeah, yeah, that's why. Like, that was easy. And they try to join the dots. It's like, you don't need to join the dots. It's like, there's no no hidden backstory of uh, secret tips to success it's like no no go to work and every day make sure you're doing a little bit more than yesterday or or maybe just doing it a little better than yesterday and compound that over a year or like i think it was like two years or something we were like running around in COVID. so it does make a big difference um but yeah everyone's quick to from the outside looking in and think oh yeah well that's that's how he's done it yeah oh yeah tyler that's how he's got all these nice things because like yeah, he just walked into his old man's business and like, you know, they just handed it to him. Yeah. You know, he walked in, they started paying him a hundred grand. Thanks so much for showing yeah. up, Tyler. You're, yeah. the, you're the man. Like, yeah. it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, even if it did work like that, it wouldn't take long for that all to come crumbling down. Yeah, like it's, um, yeah. And probably just on that, like you almost find yourself going too much, too far the other way. Like you feel like you don't deserve these things. Yeah. It's like, oh no, nah, like, I, I, don't, I really don't deserve that. I haven't worked hard enough for that. That's an issue. Like that is an issue that needs to be sort of, I guess, stamped out one way or another. Um, I've been able to like pretty be pretty lucky to be able to buy nice things that, like cars or bikes or whatever. And, and I've loved them. But looking back, like there was a part of me that felt guilty yeah. for having something nice. Like I didn't deserve it. It's like, it it is sad because it shouldn't be like that. Yeah. Me having a nice car doesn't take away from your success or vice versa. You being able to, you know, buy something nice or do something nice, that doesn't take away from what I'm doing. Yep. I think that's where there's like so many issues with the trade industry as a whole. It's like that tall poppy syndrome. Mm. No one wants to see anyone else do well. Yep. It's like, mate, that's a dumb, it's a dumbest point of view because if everyone actually banded together, like with social media, you can see it a lot now, but if you collaborate with these people, you can actually create really good things. But everyone's so busy sticking their head in the sand, don't want to take responsibility for what they're doing. They just want to say, nah, Tyler bought that nice car because his dad gave him the business. Like, it was easy. Mate, if it was easy, you would have been able to do this too. Yeah, 100%. um, And what I said earlier, it doesn't matter whether we're working for our parents or family or friends or anyone because we'd still end up where we're going. Yes, we might have had a, a head start, which for me, I'm so grateful for. And I always say it's an opportunity. I could never go out and buy it. Yep. But in saying that, it's just fast-tracked it. I would still end up where I'm going to end up. It might just take a few years more. Yep. But yeah, back to that, I mean, self-awareness. I know what I'm here to do and I'm very confident in that. So people come and go and you know, uh, praise comes and goes. But at the end of the day, if you're sure of where you're heading, you'll always have days where it's like, oh, yeah, I just don't feel like I'm on the right track. But if you've got your baseline, and for me, that's like going to the gym, eating good food and, you know, talking with good mates and stuff like that. That's the baseline. And that can often bring you back to like, no, no, I'm on the right track. It's just a bit of a speed bump or whatever it may be. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I definitely have that problem as well. I was, was it, it was even last week, I was sick and I was crook as, and I called dad in the morning. I'm like, I'm not coming in. And then I ended up, I went into work for an hour. Like, oh man. Threw up. I yeah. was like, had bad gastro, <laughs> yeah. went home. I didn't hear from him all day. And yeah. I get a call from mum at like 6.30. She's like, were you sick today? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. She's like, oh, dad only told me just now. Yeah, I hadn't yeah. heard from him all day. I get to work the next day. He's like, 
Yeah. Like just acted like I wasn't into it. Yeah, didn't even care. I'm like, you're not even my dad. (laughs) Who are you? Yeah, Yeah. give me a call and make sure I'm alive. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I know, but yeah, there is that like, there is that guilt of, even like if you go on holidays. Yeah, it's like I have this thing. It's like, oh, I really should be doing that. Like, oh, I should. It's like no, you need to be able to um, accept like having a time of rest. Yeah. Um, that whole like hustle culture and grind culture with tradies is good to a point, but it goes too far. Mm. Like I know guys that we work with, they'll work seven days a week, uh, 10 hours a day, 11 hours a day, always chasing the tail. That is not sustainable. Um, I'm not saying don't work hard, like go out, work hard, do as much as you can, but you need to be able to draw the line and say, this is now going to send me too far the wrong way and it's actually going to be detrimental. Um, so yeah, and no one knows where that line is. The only way to find out where it is is to go past it. It's yeah. like training in the gym. The only way to know that you're training to failure is to hit failure. Yeah. Uh, you can't read in a book, oh yes, it happens at 11.57, there's failure there. It's not like that. It's something that you have to experience and then go, okay, now I know where that is. I need to just be a little bit back from that yep. um, or up to it. Yeah, yeah, and work with it, not against it as yeah, well. Yeah, correct. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I find like people beat themselves up too much. Mm. it's like oh i haven't worked hard enough because i'm still awake at 8 p.m usually i should be asleep by seven on the couch because i should be fucked because i've worked so hard it's like yeah. well that's not good either it's yeah. that fine line somewhere in the middle yeah and knowing that and not using then same thing as well like the escape goat people and the trade industry uses alcohol yeah to like as a pretty much an antidepressant yeah. to shut their mind off yeah. which is scary at times as well for the people yeah for sure and they get praised for it yeah like yeah. coming to work you drank a fucking yeah. slab of beer last yeah. night and everyone's like he's a man yeah. i'm like no it's um yeah it is a very interesting like point that you bring up like uh and i feel like alcoholism and stuff with the older generation was popular yeah um that was what you did you worked if you're a tradie especially you worked hard and then you caught up with your mates at the pub and that's like what you do there's still obviously that's pretty prevalent in the trade industry, for, even for young people. Uh, but I don't know how that becomes a thing. I mean, at the end of the day, everyone knows that drinking a lot of alcohol or excessive amounts of alcohol or taking drugs, everyone knows it's not right, but people still do it. Mm. So there's obviously, yeah, I mean, I'm not a psychologist or anything yeah. like that, just a pool builder. <laughs> um, but there's obviously something there that like the chain reaction of, People in a trade business, they then see the older people that they they work, then they go to the pub or they do this, they do that. And they think, okay, that's all right. He did it, so I'll do it. Before you know it, you've got this generation of people that are fucked up. Yeah. It's not right, but no. yeah, the only way to change it is things like this. Like yeah. people having a voice and having a platform to say, you don't have to do that. Yeah. Uh, and it's like even the whole peer pressure thing of like, you catch up with a few mates and everyone's like, come on, have a drink. It's like... No, I actually just don't want to. Yeah. Like I, I, I physically don't want to. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with that either. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, why has that become a thing? That like, no, nah, yeah. if you go out, if you leave your house, you have to have a beer or you're a fucking pussy. Yeah, yeah. It's like, no, it yeah. doesn't need to be that. <laughs> I'm going to the gym tomorrow. Yeah. Fuck off. Like, yeah. yeah. And then they pick on you for that, which is all good to have a bit of banter. But I think it comes from people not knowing their passion and their purpose as well. Yeah. To what they really want, they're just chasing dopamine all the time. Yeah get a fix and that's the thing i think that as people mature and they progress like i'll always laugh because when i was 13 14 starting in a gym people that i used to call my mates would hang shit on me any chance they got they'd like people be like his protein shakes here he comes like he loves the gym where's he singlet and all that sort of stuff but now those same people hit me up like hey bro i've just started with this what do you think of this exercise like come on man Come on, you should have asked me when I was 13. I could have told you as well. (laughs) But it's just, that's life. That's life. And I think like in a way of being a leader, that's always going to happen. So the sooner you can like put that down and be like, all right, it is what it is. It's going to happen. So at least with a lot of these people, you can still have like a positive effect on their life. Um, But it's really cool because even now, like looking at guys that I went to school with or whatever, back then I would have thought, no way they're going to step in a gym. Like that's not going to happen. And now they're training, they love training and it's like almost a social thing too. So it's cool. I think that whether it's lifting weights or running or um, playing footy, like there's that sense of 
going and doing something for yourself. I think it's very important. And like, yeah, tradies, the more people that do that, you go to work and all of a sudden you're talking about, yeah, I was deadlifting this or this. You're not talking about how you went to the pub the night before and you completely like just legless because that's what the normal has been. But it's like, it doesn't have to be that. You can always, yeah, you can always rewrite it. Yeah, so that's it's cool. cool. Yeah, it's cool to see. Yeah, and like you just then just picking a positive from a negative in a way as well, which yeah. is cool. Like it just shows your mindset is yeah. like pretty broad, and you're open to like anything really yeah. in a way. Yeah, so. yeah. I think like uh, I'll give myself a pat on the back. Like yeah. often with scenarios you face with, like as I said earlier, a couple of choices. Like okay, well I've just broken my leg and my ankle and my foot, and I'm never going to be able to walk. Or you, and then you can go down that dark path or you can make the choice. And you're never going to always be able to like just go, oh yeah, yep, tick that on the right path. Like sometimes you'll make the wrong choices. And for me as a person, like I've grown up and matured so much and I would do things so differently if I could do it now, but that's not the point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <you don't laughs> it doesn't work like that, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, it's just like that natural progression and then the journey of, okay, we started off here, but we want to end up here. And it's going to be like that like it's not going to just be a straight linear line um but yeah it relates to everything gym work health and fitness anything to do with that yeah so you take it through all aspects of your life you'd say yeah as well to keep it all be successful at all of them as well yep yeah and that yeah a lot of people around me like even you like the things that you've been able to do in the past you would think okay i can be a really good business leader but I can't train as well and I can't run and do all that. No way. Like, yeah. You know, how much time you think I got, mate? It's like the classic thing. Oh, I don't have time for that. It's like everyone has time for it. Like you were able to go and run. What did you run? 120 Ks? Yeah, 120 Ks, yeah. You ran 120 Ks probably the week before. You're crunching the numbers at work, <laughs> working till 8 p.m. Everyone's like, oh, this guy, Tyler, he's just doing the run. Yeah. It's like, no, no. Tyler's running. He's training in the gym. He's working. He's running a business. He's looking after 18 staff. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. And I think the, the more stuff like that we do, the better you become at it. And like our friend Jai, he's perfect example. It's like everyone's like, oh, I don't know how he does it. I'm like, well, the thing is, he doesn't say, oh, I can't do that. Yeah. Like this morning we trained, we got to the gym at 20 to 6. We trained until 7. At 7.15 he had a, a client, so he's off. And then he'll be at the water swimming. And then before you know it, he'll be with another client. You get to the end of the day, he's done 20 different things. But the only reason he's been able to do it is because he actually said, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. That's just the choice that he made. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really cool. And uh, yeah, as I said, I think leaders are really good at that. They're happy to take stuff on and spin as many plates as you can. Yeah, and try and learn from it as well. You yeah. don't know unless you try it. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So we'll nearly wrap it up there. What's something you would, obviously going over the topics we do and obviously anything you want to mention as well, you're open to, but like something you would leave to the guests to try or hone in on in their own personal life, you would say? Uh, well, I sort of, yeah, briefly mentioned it, but I definitely think the number one thing is get up for yourself. If you're getting up in the morning, get up and do something for yourself. It doesn't have to be extravagant. It doesn't have to be an acai bowl with a little mint leaf on the, like it doesn't have to be anything flash. Like just get up and just choose to do something for yourself. For me, then from there, you get to say 7am, you've already chosen yourself. You've looked after your health. Uh, you've started the day off in a positive way. Because for me, like if I was to train, I used to try and train after work. What would happen is I get so caught up during the day to get to seven o'clock. Oh, I haven't had dinner yet. I want to see my partner. I want to see my dogs. And then you wouldn't do it. So you're setting yourself up for failure from the minute you get up. Um, Something I'm going to really try to work on, and Maxie will love this one, but don't snooze your alarm. Don't fuck around. (laughs) Just like, just get up and just do it. And and that's still a work in progress for me, but... I definitely think get up, do something for yourself that's positive or productive and it just puts you in the, a much better mindset for the rest of your day. And then even little things like the cold showers or anything like that, there's so many different ways to do it. It doesn't have to involve like a one-hour process of going to the gym. It could be something as simple as like make yourself a coffee, sit down on the couch, write a few things you're grateful for and off you go. Um, doesn't have to be complicated, but just choose something for yourself first before you go to service everyone else. That's cool. Alar, what, what would you put out there? Now, mine's probably the same as well. I'm a bad snoozer of the alarms. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know, I still get, I always, I have the habit, I'll set an alarm 20 minutes before I have to get up and snooze it Same for the 20 here. minutes. I don't know why, yeah, but so I do. Why do we do that? <laughs> yeah. We just set it at the right time and just get up. Yeah. 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 And then you know you can't not get yeah. up. Like, but yeah, mine's more like those ones around you, let them know, you always hone in on it, but like let them know you love them, yep. even though if you're not showing up in their life how you would like to show up in the present time. Yep. Um, so yeah, I'm big on that and friendships as well yep. to try keep that network around you because you'd need that support when you do need yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. As well. Yeah, it's always so. good to have like a few good good mates or whatever or uh, even people at work that you can actually lean on if you need it yep. and vice versa. There'll be times where they need it yep. and because you have been able to say, hey mate, hope you're having a great day. I love you. Like a lot of people haven't been able to say that. No. They want to, but they just can't say it. But it's really cool that like you guys are, I guess, making a change and like sort of normalizing that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool. No, nah, thank you. Do you want to give Coastal sport, Pools and Spas oh, a yeah. little plug? So G- give Runners your spiel. Anyone that wants a pool, come to your boy. I'll look after you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, nah, if anyone does any pool related stuff, uh, I'm your man. Something like that. How's that? Let's go. <laughs> Sold. <Yeah>. Sold. <laughs> Get me in here now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks for having no. me on, bro. Appreciate no, it. Appreciate you coming on too. Great Taking to time out of your day. Thanks, brother. We'll do Appreciate it. Again it. Soon. For sure. Let's go.